1: Hey Taylor. Hey Mel.
0: I got a question for you. <sighs> yep. <clears throat> uh. On a sunny day, oh, no. what do you call a dog sitting on a bunny rabbit?
1: Naughty? I don't know what. <laughs> Not quite. A hot dog on a bun.
0: <sighs> <sighs> uh. Bork, bork. Hello. Bork, bork, hello.
1: Welcome back to the Fluff and Papa podcast. Hello. Or welcome if this is your first time. Oh my God. Hi. Yeah. I'm Mel. I'm Taylor. Thanks for tuning in. I'd take my own name. It's really weird. Oh. I don't know how to say it. There's like 10 different ways to pronounce it. Is there? Taylor. 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 Okay, well, Taylor. well, All of them
0: are wrong except for the first one. Oh, okay. Thank you for letting me know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you have a story for us today, Taylor? And does it yes. have to do with dogs? Yes, it's spoopy. Yay, October spoopy Part stories. Six.
1: We should have gotten like a, a spoopy sound effect, like a... Mo- oh, something. Shall I look for
0: one while you tell us about no, the story?
1: It's probably a bit late now. Yeah, it's it's probably a bit story. late. Six. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> We're up to Nelia's. Nelia. Naila. I don't know, any L A. That's her name? Neela Naila. Like they wanted to name her Neil and then she was a girl and they were like, Ugh, just add an A Naila. on the Naila. end. <laughs> okay, apparently she told us about Neela and Dennis in a funeral for your dog. Go ahead and read that if you need the pre reading. I don't know what that's all about. Weird. Okay. Of all the Rottweilers Neela has had, Dennis was her favourite. Neela has a very dark sense of humour, and when she had Dennis put to s- oh oh. Uh oh. Here we go. Ooh, I don't know if this is even appropriate for our. Podcast. Oh, okay. We're just gonna go with it. Um, I'm gonna <laughs> just gonna put like a bit of a warning in here if you're listening with your kids. Uh, maybe maybe just check if this is content is suitable before proceeding. Uh, you hmm. might have some weird questions. Okay, weird. She has a very dark sense of humor, and when she had Dennis put to sleep, she looked at the veterinarian and asked if he could load up a syringe of life-taking euthasol for her as well. Jeez. Is that humorous? No. Obviously, mm. the vet declined to do so. Anyway, Neela was a mess for a long time. <laughs> she Jeez. told the author, If you think a heart can't break, you're wrong. I can feel mine there in my chest in fragments.
0: Uh, fair. It's very, it's very upsetting losing a dog.
1: Yep. Okay. <laughs> okay. Then one night, Neela woke from a deep, dreamless sleep to the soft whoosh, 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 whoosh of a dog's whoosh. breath on her cheek. Yeah, I think that's probably more to say. <laughs> That was this wasn't all that unusual since she usually had at least four rots in the house at any given time and they're allowed to sleep wherever they choose. Holy heck. (laughs) Sometimes it's up on the pillow next to Neela. Can you imagine if you just woke up surrounded by four Rottweilers? (laughs) It's like, whoa, hey. That sounds like a dream to be honest. (laughs) So she reached over to give the dog a bit of a cuddle before drifting back to sleep. As she lazily stroked an ear, she encountered something she never thought to find again. An ear with a very distinctive V carved out of it, thanks to a dispute with another dog. Dennis was the only dog who ever had such an injury. Okay, I don't know if he was the only dog who ever had such an injury. Ever in the history of all dogs. Or maybe of her dogs. (laughs) Neela smiled, pulled him close, kissed the top of his head, and went back to sleep. In the days that followed, she began to pull herself out of her grief. So... Is Neela certifiably nuts? (laughs) I don't think so. She's one of the most mentally stable people I know, says the author. Was she really awake or just in that half-dreaming state between wakefulness and sleep? I don't have an answer for that either, punk. (laughs) Was it Dennis? (laughs) Neela swears that it was. I'd like to believe that she's right, but even if she's not, the main thing is she began to feel better. Oh. Hmm, spooky. (sighs) Ah. Okay, look, I get it. Okay. Bit of a weird start there, but we cleared it up. <laughs> look, I get it. You
0: feel like a little scar or like a bump, like a skin tag that you I use. have a chunk missing out of my ear. Did you know that? You do? Yeah. I didn't know. Not from that. a dog fight though. Aw. Well then I don't care.
1: <laughs> Why? Did I was born like that? My dad no noticed way. it when I popped out. He was like, Well, at least I know how to identify my child because oh ear is missing. <laughs> Were
0: you Dennis? Are you Dennis? Am I Dennis? <laughs> That's our Halloween
1: twist. <laughs> <laughs> you were Dennis all along. I, I was the Dennis all along. The Dennis. <laughs> and Dennis. Okay. <laughs> I got weird.
0: I just have no way to segue <laughs> out of this. <laughs> you know what dog doesn't have a chunk out of its ear because what? it was born Wait.
1: like that? What? The Australian cattle dog. Burr, burr. <laughs> we don't know that for sure, though. It might. Well, some might. I mean,
0: yeah. But not because it was born with it. Oh, I guess some might. Again. Cool. Anyway, I'm going to talk about the Australian cattle dog. Yay. Cool. Um, close to our hearts because it's Australian. Well, close to my heart. Yeah. Because it's Australian. It's pretty far from mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're these adorable, pointy eared, kind of like stocky dogs, working dogs. Um, they stand between 17 to 20 inches at the shoulder. What is that again? 17 to 20 inches. Uh, inches to it's centimeters.
1: Like, it's like three Subway sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. I can only measure inches in Subway sandwiches. It's like 40 to, thanks Google,
0: 40 to 50 centimeters at the shoulder. Yeah, it's pretty big. Um, but they're like a medium, medium kind of dog. Um, the Australian Cattle Dog is a sturdy, hard muscle, hard muscled herder of strength and ability uh the acd because we're like super cool and we just call it by its uh acronym the acd ah. is born with a white coat that turns blue gray or red they're real cute the one on the akc website has like a big old patch over its eye precious would call a patch acds have immense work drive and excel at hunting chasing and of course moving livestock because that's what they're for what they were bred do for they 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 heard Yes, they um, h- Herd them. Yeah. yeah, moving livestock. Herding livestock? Yeah. Herding, not hurting. That would be No, they rough. don't hurt the livestock. No. <laughs> Their boundless energy and supple gait. Supple gait. Make them excellent like running partners. Christina Applegate, but Christina Supplegate. So.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, ACDs are true blue loyal, famously smart, ever alert, and wary of strangers. If an ACD isn't challenged, he easily becomes bored and gets into mischief. It is recommended that ACD owners participate with their dog in some work, sport, or regular exercise to keep him mentally and physically fit. Uh, shout out to Tom. He's a friend of mine. He works currently works for the Australian Outback Spectacular. Hey, Tom.
1: We've never met in person, but we talk a lot online. So yeah, you guys are besties. Yeah.
0: But you're my real bestie. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You listening, Tom? Fight me. Yeah, correct. wrecked. <laughs> Um Tom works with a lot of cattle dogs. Um, has one of his own called Spot
1: Dog. Precious. Uh oh, but yeah, very that's trainable. Right, very smart. Because I have a bit of a why is the word dog in the dog's name? Like I don't call you Melhuman. Because it's funny. Okay. Spot dog? Okay. <laughs> uh yeah, let me let me tell you a bit about this
0: dog. Um so the Australian cattle dog was bred by 19th century Australian settlers to herd cattle on large ranches. This breed was instrumental in helping ranches expand the Australian beef industry by qui- by quietly but aggressively herding the sometimes uncontrollable, almost wild cattle with nips and bites. Oh, so I guess they do kind of hurt. Oh, anyway. <laughs> Not like a lot, though. You uh, know Today's Australian cattle dog is the result of many breedings and crossbreedings. Ranchers sought a hardy dog who could handle the harsh climate and working conditions in Australia. Dogs initially in, initially brought from England weren't up to the job. <laughs> to the job, not the jog. I guess the job Welcome also. Walk up to the jog. All right kids, so here we go. Break into a nice jog. Let's get him. Let's get him. nip nip. Um so, these English dogs were bred to the native dingo. That's where the cattle dog came from. Countless breedings by many different ranches finally resulted in what's believed to be the ancestors of the present day Australian cattle dog. Uh, Blue-coloured dogs proved to be the most popular among ranch owners and drovers, and they became known as Blue Healers. Uh, Fun fact, they're also known as um, Queensland Healers. I didn't know that. Blue Healers, Queensland Healers. What was the
1: name for cops? Healers?
0: Blue Uh, Healers.
1: Wasn't that a TV show about cops? It was a TV show.
0: Yeah. Yep. okay i'm sure there's a relation there <laughs> i don't know what <laughs> uh in 1893 robert Koleski took up breeding blue healers and he started showing them in 1897 Koleski drew up a standard yeah Koleski drew up a standard basing the cattle dog on the dingo believing that this was the type naturally suited to the australian outback uh in brackets today's australian cattle dog does look much like the dingo except for color does it it's got like like a rectangular kind of snout and pointy ears, but I don't know if it looks like a dingo. It's kind of stockier than a dingo, as far as I can tell. Yeah, for sure. So I guess that's from all those different types of breedings. Anyway, from all that stock
1: from all that from that all- vegetable stock, you know. <laughs> and by the way, I'm out of vegetable stock. Can you remind me to get more? Thank you.
0: Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, the breed was. Uh, approved by the New South Wales Kennel Club in 1903. And it was first known as the Australian Healer and then later as the Australian Cattle Dog, which is the name now accepted as official throughout Australia and elsewhere. As I said, it was on the AKC, which is an American website. It is AKC, uh, acknowledged or established. Nice. Uh, However, some people still call them Blue Healers or Queensland Healers. Okay, good to know. After a period in the miscellaneous class, the Australian Cattle Dog was accepted for registration by the AKC... In May 1980, he became eligible for show in the working group. What else would he be in? Why was he in miscellaneous? Of course he's a working dog. Take it up with AKC. Yeah, right? Uh, oh, wait. <laughs> anyway, that's not what it is now. Um, The breed was transferred to the herding group
1: in January.
0: Yeah. I'm going to step off my high horse
1: because <laughs> I know nothing. Because <laughs> it's going to get nipped by a cattle dog any second now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Uh, so yeah, they're really intelligent. They're really stubborn. Um, they need constant mental and physical activity, uh, like most dogs. If he's bored or lonely, he can be destructive because he's got a lot of energy yeah. to deal with. Um, he's apt to chew and tear up items he shouldn't. So if you choose to live with an Australian Cattle Dog, be prepared to keep him busy and tired. Uh, they're protective of. Woof, 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 woof. I'm a dog now. Woof. Uh, they're protective of what they consider their territory, and they'll defend it. Uh, you need to get high fences. I know for a fact with these ones because Tom has told me. I'll of will jump like mad. Yeah. The ways that Spot Dog escapes the yard and it blows my mind. So high fences, uh, preferably six foot and over. Uh, but they are very devoted to their owner and family. Once he bonds, he or she likes to go wherever their owner goes. In fact, oh, rough. Punishment <coughs> to the Australian cattle dog is physical separation from those he loves. Whoa. Uh, which, in a much less harsh sense, jeez, um, yeah, jeez, <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't put your dog in isolation. Um, but uh, like a regular version of that is when you are training your dog and they're being naughty. Uh, a good way to handle that is by turning away from them, crossing your arms, and ignoring them. That's a good way,
1: actually. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I do with Zolo? Yeah. Like when she's trying to like we have <laughs> my sister. Thanks a lot, Charles. Sort of this game <laughs> called Catch and Kill.
0: Which oh my is God, like, yes.
1: Yeah, you've played it with her. So she tries to like attack your hand and like shake it until it like bites onto it and yeah. then shakes it till you die. Mm. Um, <laughs> it's bloody horrible. Tiny <laughs> <Anyway>, mortise creature. <laughs> oh. So when she's doing that and she starts barking at me and I don't want to play, I freeze. Yeah. So like I don't move and I just freeze and she'll bark at me, bark at me, bark at me, bark at me and I'll freeze and I just won't do anything. I won't walk away from it. I won't give her any response and then she'll eventually be like, why aren't you playing anymore? Nice. So I, yeah, I, yeah, a similar kind of a thing. Yeah. So a good way to kind of
0: discipline the dog without being negative or punishing as the word was used before is simply to turn away, ignore just for that moment. So they know that behavior is not accepted in the herd. Uh, but yeah, nipping and biting is the Australian cattle dog's natural instinct. Proper training, socialization and supervision help minimize this potentially dangerous characteristic. Uh, the Australian cattle dog is a shadow dog intensely devoted to his owner, as I said before. And the best way to help the Australian cattle dog get along with children and other pets is to raise him with them from a young age. So we probably wouldn't adopt a cattle dog into our household in which we will have Midna, my cat. No. Yeah. We'll have to, we'll have well, to check. well our fences aren't high enough. Oh, so true. Uh, to get a healthy dog, never buy a puppy from an irresponsible breeder. Yeah. I get your dog time, but also if you can adopt, please do. If you've got the high fences and the time and etc., uh, yeah, and they're extremely active, both both physically and mentally. They need a regular job <laughs> or activity to keep them busy, tired, and out of trouble. Uh, I wanted to talk about the coat because it's special. Um, yeah, it's weather resistant. Uh, so the outer coat is short and straight, and he has a dense undercoat. The typical Australian cattle dog doesn't shed year-round, but instead he blows his coat. I have never heard that word. He blows, so I guess he molts his coat once or twice a year. Think of a snowstorm. (laughs) Gross. Uh, (laughs) Get the vacuum out. Uh, In just a few weeks, the undercoat sheds in clumps. So the colouring is like blue or red speckle. Blue or blue mottled includes black, blue or tan markings on the head, partially tan on the forehead, Forehead, I meant legs, chest and throat, and tan on the jaw and hind legs. They're like super colorful and I think it's real cute. Um, sometimes the undercoat is tan with a blue outer coat. Red speckle means red all over, including the undercoat, and sometimes including dark red markings on the head. Um, is Red Dog from our famous Australian movie, Red Dog? Is he a cattle dog? I should look that up. Hang on. Red Dog movie. Surely red dog's a cattle dog. Australian cattle dog. I'm not sure.
1: We talked about it on one thing and now I can't remember.
0: Let me do a quick Google search bear with me. You're a
1: little being
0: cast? Google searching. Google searching. Google searching. Google searching. Coco as red dog. Coco is an... Oh, it's a Kelpie. Cool, so never mind wondering is tom's dog a kelpie have i gotten confused this whole time between kelpies and cattle dogs who knows we should probably ask tom yeah we should get him on the show tom come join us on the show uh yeah so brush your dog frequently handle his paws frequently um just to get them used to it because they get you want to make sure you trim their nails and brush that thick coat thick thick uh And I'll just give you some of their breed characteristics in star ratings. Uh, They're not great in apartment living because they need lots of uh, space and high fences and that kind of thing and a yard. Um, And so not super great for novice owners. You need to be able to train this dog. You need to understand its needs. You need to be there, but they're very sensitive. Um, They can tolerate cold weather and hot weather. They're very affectionate with family and they're pretty good with kids and they're pretty good with other dogs. Uh, but not so friendly towards strangers. So if you want like a watchdog or a guard dog, here's one for you. Uh, Lots of grooming, um, but pretty easy to groom. Super trainable, super intelligent, um, high energy, high intensity, highly playful. They're great. They're really lovely. They sound like you're kind of classic Australian in my head. (laughs) Like you're not not like a bogan. Like, (laughs) is that offensive? I don't mean to be offensive i don't know just i just just, mean like a brush past it yeah you know what yeah i'm gonna leave it (laughs) just like a classic australian doggo
1: yeah that's the cattle dog i like him a lot he's real cute that's it (laughs) you know what a cattle dog is unlikely to have oh my god what uh wind sensitivity (laughs) i actually have no idea if that's true i just made a guess yeah i have no idea what does that so mean i was looking up um like things that dogs are afraid of yeah and um wind dogs are scared of the wind yeah wind phobia i had no idea oh so i found an uh, a post from fox valley animal hospital okay somewhere in australia don't know where that is but anyway shout out <laughs> excuse me and there's an article on dealing with wind phobia um just like humans, dogs and cats can have phobias. They can develop unpleasant interactions with items or they can be something that comes from within. Um, common fears that dog owners come across are things like thunder and lightning or fireworks, which we've talked about before. Yeah, um, This is so common, which is a, a reason we have to be extra vigilant during New Year's Eve or wherever it might be common in your area. Mm-hmm. Um, dogs also have less common phobias that can still detract from enjoyment of everyday life. Water, car rides, stains, different floor coverings, loud noises, unexpected sounds. Um, strangers, men, children, certain human characteristics. Maybe associated with past experiences during the puppy stage, it may not be. Um, one of the less common but prevalent fears is a fear of wind. So this fear can pose a huge problem because it um, it can be really windy and... Um, really scare your dog so let us know
0: if you live in the windy city is that seattle or am i making that up the windy city is
1: chicago oh chicago let us know if you live in chicago (laughs) (laughs) that's just my input so what to look for in an anxious (laughs) dog which we have spoken about Previously. Yeah. Peeling back of the ears, panting, licking lips, reducing their size as if cowering, mm-hmm. moving slowly or in a very purposeful and stiff manner, trying not to attract attention, pacing, barking continuously, jumping in fright at sounds and movements, being alert and aggressive um, or alert and rigid, wanton destruction that is not in keeping with their usual behavior, submissive urination and loss of bowels. Can
0: I add to that? So really cute videos have been circulating on Facebook of smiling dogs, um, which is not necessarily the open mouth pants that looks like a smile, what we attribute to a smile being humans and personifying things. Mm. the Where the, the corners of the mouth push back into the skull, where it looks like a cute human Aww. smile, that is it's actually a, a sign of anxiety yeah. generally.
1: Yeah, so fun fact. There you go. Uh, to truly understand if you have a dog phobia on your hands, it's better to come and have a consult with a vet. Um, as we know, if you're ever uncertain, then you want to uh, check with a vet first. You can discuss the kinds of behaviors your dog is engaging in, then your vet can help you design a plan to reduce your dog's phobia in terms of impact. So, a couple of things they suggest use music to help soothe your dog dogs find music soothing yeah um that's why they're commonly used with assistance dogs australia to calm the puppies during training and with the soothing sounds of jazz um (laughs) jazz yeah jazz is the best y'all that's my favorite genre dogs will often like classical music as well and ambient and instrumental tunes of a calming and soothing nature so no rock no heavy metal (laughs) no (laughs) keep those guys away what about
0: fast paced jazz
1: I would imagine they're talking like smooth cafe smooth jazz, mm-hmm. like some light jazz. Yeah. Have you see that episode of Bob's Burgers where he's like, we need to talk across the street to cafe with light jazz. That jazz better be really light. And then they <laughs> get there and it's like, oh, it is. It's so good. <laughs> that level, that level of jazz. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, not like big band jazz. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it hurts nothing. <laughs> what a weird sentence. Are you ready? Hmm. I can't. <laughs> it hurts nothing to whack on some jazz or classical during the following moments. <laughs> it hurts, it hurts nothing, nothing to whack on some jazz. <laughs> Love that. Cool. When your dog goes to sleep, during nap times, when receiving a treat ball or peanut kong, when mm. happily crated, during soothing pat sessions. This helps connect the music to happy, positive experiences. This, in turn, gives the ability to use the music as a soothing agent when your dog may be distressed. Um, experiment with using scents. Um, and by that, I mean S-C-E-N-T-S, not- Yes, like not just money, like common sense thing. or common sense. <laughs> yep. Um, dogs are highly driven by their nose. That's why scents can really help when they're suffering like tricky emotions. The same way we may have positive associations and feel calmer when smelling some scents, your dog too can be soothed and even calm by the use of scents. Um, now, it's going to mention lavender oil calms Mm -hmm. humans and dog alike. If Mm -hmm. you didn't listen to our episode on how to use essential oils with dogs, please go and listen to that first. Don't just dab a whole bunch of lavender oil everywhere. For the record. Very, yeah. That's episode Um, 61 that came out on the 4th of September. Thank you. We suggest you consult the vet before trying flowers in case of allergies. Um, Australian bush flower remedies have been known to calm a stressed pup. Uh, So there's kind of stuff like that. Now they do suggest putting some on the collar Again, please, yes. please, please confirm this with your vet. Do some research before you do anything with intense oils. Hmm. Um, Change the focus. So, enrichment toys are a big fart, p-
0: part of <laughs> health thing.
1: But, I smell. You conquer wind phobia in dogs. So, by using a Kong, a puzzle, or an interactive. She's still laughing because I said phobia accidentally.
0: <laughs> fart. Housing, gas, wind, etc. Oh, we've got the disappointed
1: eye on the microphone again. <laughs> you can distract your dog and hopefully Melanie from those feelings of fear while giving them a happier association. So just as we might try to distract ourselves from being afraid with television books, doing things, your dog is looking for the opportunity to do the same. Yeah. This is another reason why um, you can use toys um, or different enrichment things, especially for things like recovering from surgery. Ah, Oh, true. Yeah. Uh, Plus, uh, sorry, I'm trying to (laughs) – this article is done by a specific vet and I'm just trying to edit out all the, like, marketing from this. Oh, nice, yeah. (laughs) Um, Break out the doggy massage. (gasps) I recommend Jenna Marble's video, a body massage. Body massage. Body massage. (laughs) Uh, Dogs love pats and massage. That's why it's a powerful calmative when they are stressed. The hands – On feeling of deep pats, gentle massage, and human touch, your dog can relax. Helps to break down the rigid and tight muscles of a stressed dog in the thralls of their wind phobia. Mm. It also means they can take their lead from you. That it's time to relax, unwind, not stress. Um, Look for points that are particularly soothing for your dog, such as the spine, the neck, and the muscles between the rump and leg. (laughs) Rump. Rump. (laughs) <laughs> need these areas and give soothing pats as you move from nose to tail down the body be careful to avoid any area your dog doesn't enjoy being touched so the sensation is as stress-free as possible uh you may even find the gentle massaging helps your dog to go to sleep another great antidote to anxiety or phobia um consider <laughs> a mm-hmm. thundershirt or similar garment a thunder shirt. Think of the calm, comforting swaddling of a baby. Now check out the dog equivalent: the thunder shirt. Thunder shirt is a tightly fitted yet comforting t-shirt's style wrap. Fits around your dog's shoulders and torso, attaching with Velcro. Oh, it's
0: just like a tight it's just vest. Like, it's just like a big
1: vest hoodie. Thunder for your shirt
0: dog. is a brand itself. Like yeah. thunder shirt, no spaces. It's a dog anxiety vest.
1: Have a look for that. Um, yeah, and don't forget that. When phobia is just one kind of phobia And this can Phobia might be in all kinds of shapes and sizes In your dog So you can use these tips there Or as mm. we've said ten times Check your vet Check with your vet Check with your vet Check with, the vet. Check with your vet Check with your vet Check with your vet <laughs> oh, <laughs> da, 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 na, na, na. oh wow I switched to Dr. Phil okay. Yeah
0: <laughs> That was a good tip and trick. Thank you. Tip and or trick. Definitely more tip It was trick. a tip.
1: Don't don't trick them into the wind phobia. That would be no, wrong. P-
0: yeah, no, don't do that. <laughs> oh, thanks for that. Thanks for tuning in, you
1: guys. You're so welcome. We're on socials. <laughs> nice. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Floof and Papa Podcast. F L W O F P U W P E. Also feel free to shoot us
0: an email. I'm gonna keep saying it. So you keep sending us emails because we like it a lot. Floof and Papa Podcast, all spelled out at gmail.com.
1: Awesome. Thanks to that's not canon production. Thank for you. For
0: hosting us today. I don't know we said thank you last episode. We did it. So that's double extra sure did it massive <laughs> thank you to That's Not Canon. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Boop. Have a great week. Pet a lot of dogs, give your dog a cuddle, send us photos. <laughs> of your dog. Okay. <laughs> Book book goodbye. Book book goodbye The Disney vs. Disney Debates podcast is all about finding the answer to one simple question. What is the best Disney movie of all time?
1: No. Okay. Okay. Oh, so
0: right. Maybe the question isn't that simple So join us every Saturday As hosts from all across the Not Count And fight for their movies in one-on-one debates Moderated by me, Zane C. Webber In order to decide once and for all Which of Disney's beloved classics Or recent hits will take the crown Mine. 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 Save it for the show Available now on Spotify, iTunes And wherever you find podcasts that's not kind of productions podcast
1: imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time